0: Hey there, I'm your host, Justin Owens, and this is the Can't Stop Moving Podcast, a deep dive into the life, experiences, and businesses of my very own grandfather, Gary Owens. Each episode, we discuss a different segment of his life or a particular business. He was doing so many different things at the same time, it was really difficult to go in chronological order. So you'll discover quickly that we go off on tangents and down random rabbit holes. But bear with us as I figure out how to interview someone I've known my entire life and attempt to tease out stories I've heard for the better part of 30 years. I mean, because I did want to talk about uh, your high school athletics, because you played football, basketball, baseball, and you kept playing after high school.
1: Let me finish the tractor.
0: Yeah, but I, I just wanted to circle back okay. to to some high school and um, maybe the story about Bonds. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Where he knocked the guy out.
1: Bonds did two things: that hit the ball over the Yeah,
0: that's right. None That was a good one. Um. <laughs> There's some terms in here. <laughs> the, nun the nun factory. So it was like a baseball game at uh, playing against G Prep. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I get you. Yeah. So he, there was there was a build. You know, a, a nun. A I don't, nunnery. Yeah. Three
1: stories high, <laughs> and way back there, and Gary Bonser cranked into one. He big strong kid. He hit that just real high and it almost cleared that nun building and it hit the top one foot and bounced on over the other side. Everybody, the referees from Gonzaga, everybody's jumping up and down and said, that's never happened before.
0: <laughs> All right. Well,
1: and then the other story on Bon would give you that one.
0: Well, let's, Let's sort of dig into like the the high school athletics and include that. And you can, because I wanted to ask about you and Larry racing your dad in the <laughs> foot race and, and how he prepared for foot races back in the day at the uh, community events.
1: Back, back in Oklahoma and Arkansas and uh, rural America, during the Depression, people communities got together and had potluck dinner and baseball games and horse racing and foot racing and dancing on Saturday night till halfway to three in the morning and go to sleep and get up Sunday morning have their potluck and go home that's how rural America did it back then and uh, my grandpa could play the fiddle and Aunt Lurville could chord the piano, and they would. He would, he would have barn dances and call, you call the dances. And
0: what do you mean, call the dances?
1: You call a square dance. You say it's you know, tell them what to do. Yeah, yeah. If you're in square dancing, you'd know all those calls for. Trying to think of some of the names of chicken in a straw or something. Dosey Doe? Yeah. <laughs> and Grandpa would call them.
0: What do we have now? I mean, there's like, uh, what is it? The, the shuffle. Oh, the cupid shuffle. Cupid shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they would have these community events and. At them, they'd have some athletic competitions.
1: Yeah, they'd they'd uh, they have foot races. They'd walk around with sandbags on their ankles ahead of the race, you know. Because the higher you race, when you're when you're running, the higher your knees go as you're propelling ahead. The higher your knee stride is, the longer the stride. So you want those ankles heavy. Light so it didn't erase your knees are higher your stride is longer. So Larry and I we're pretty fast we can outrun everybody in school. And uh, we was telling Dad we was telling him impressed him how fast we was, and he he had had he had worked on a carpenter. Job of putting in a forget what's called for the government uh, towers these towers up in Yak Montana, and a scaffold collapsed, and he landed on his feet and crushed three vertebrae in his back. So in the bottom L three, four, and five, and uh, he. he They operated on him in Oklahoma, and they goofed it up. So his nerves and his legs had hurt all the time. He'd rub his legs, and he was stoved up pretty bad. He was almost an invalid. He had a kidney out and asthma and three heart attacks, and he couldn't, he was almost an invalid. But Larry and I were telling him how fast we were, and he said, heck, you guys couldn't outrun me. And, uh. So he challenged us. He said, Well let's go just find out right now. So he goes over and opens the pasture gate, steps on forty yards it turned out to be how long he could hold his breath. And we lined up and somebody said go and away we went. And about halfway through I just laid down laughing. That guy took off like a rocket. His beat up body. And and Larry, Larry was really. I got a broken ankle. I could. I couldn't outrun Larry, but was a, if I hadn't broken, I could outrun him. But Larry. He stayed with it, and Dad outrunned him. It was. Unbelievable. We quit bragging about how fast we were.
0: Now, were you guys bragging about how fast you were? Because uh, I feel like at a baseball game. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that was just part of it. Okay. We were up at Rogers High School playing baseball. And they had a track meet going on right by the baseball field. And so their coach came over and was visiting with our coach. Chuck Randall, he was... He went to C V High School when C V won the state championship. So he's talking, to the, the two coaches are talking, and <coughs> Roger's guy said, the big tall kid was running over there, and Roger's guy was telling Chuck how fast that kid was. So Chuck said, well, I got a pretty fast kid. Let's run him. So Larry's in his baggy baseball suit and cleats and They take Larry over there to run again. him. This kid sets these wooden things down, plants them in the ground, and we'd never seen starting blocks before, first time. So they take it off, and that kid shoots out them blocks, and he's from here to the wall ahead of Larry before Larry moves a muscle out them blocks. So Larry catches him at the wire. The kid beat him, but Larry Larry really would have beat him Eight, ten yards. If he had had the same start that that kid did,
0: he was fast.
1: He was fast.
0: So, you guys played baseball, you played basketball, you played football, right? Yeah,
1: I was captain and quarterback
0: and kicker, right?
1: Did the kicking off and do the punting. And Doug Day from Gonzaga. He coached Gonzaga University when Gonzaga had a football team. And Frank Carroll was their other coach between the two of them. If I called all the plays. They let me call every play. I'd mix well, them up.
0: Well, and on that, like when Frank Carroll left Gonzaga, didn't you guys at Limburg get all of the Gonzaga football gear?
1: Between him and Doug Day, all of our football equipment came from Gonzaga. There's leftover stuff.
0: Helmets and pads. Yeah,
1: that we had helmets that back then they didn't have guards on them. And then pretty soon they got one bar across the front, and then pretty soon they got a mask thing on it. But they were, start out, they were leather, with the leather straps like you see, with Vince Lombardi's old in the
0: old movies, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and then it the, the became fiberglass, leather to fiberglass to fiberglass with a bar across the front. But our head would rattle around in them, some big and some little, and <laughs> <laughs> we were <a> motley bunch.
0: <laughs> well, you were pretty. I mean, you were pretty protected, right? Did you, is, oh, I mean, you're not very big. You're, well, how tall were you in high school? 5'8"? So I've
1: never been 5'8", 5'7".
0: 5'7". Weighed 135,
1: <laughs> 40 pounds.
0: I mean, that's, uh, and so
1: our line, Gary Bonzer, he's 205 pounds in the 8th grade, 6 foot tall. He, he just became a man in the 8th grade. We're in grade school. we go to town to play the Adams School and the different schools in town. We'd beat them all because Bonds was the tallest eighth grader in th- around anywhere. And so we just, he'd stand under the basket and we'd just heave him up over, to get him to, he'd push him up and he, he was a terrible shot. He had never played ball before he just keep putting it up till I finally went in. These kids would be jumping and swatting at him and he'd just keep putting them up.
0: <laughs> Volume shooter. Right? Yeah. But okay, so with the football and you were the kicker, you had I, I kicked 40 yards. You could kick 40 yards. And how'd you do that?
1: Well, I I stumbled on the we were at Medical Lake, playing Medical Lake, and I punted and I a, came off a spiral and went clear over the bunch of them, went way down the field. The wind was with it, was an amazing kick. I remember they came off the bench, pat me on the back, beating me, it was exciting, it surprised me. And so I thought, well, we better learn how to do that. So I learned how to kick a spiral. And a spiral goes a hell of a lot longer than a end over end.
0: So you kind of employed that the rest of your oh, uh, yeah. football career? Yeah. Any other uh, football thoughts come to One mind? One time, we were
1: sitting in Mister Cameron's social science class or some some class. Fred Primer starts throwing spit wads, Mister Cameron was a wuss. He say, "Fred, don't do that." Fred throws spit wad. Fred, quit that. Fred keeps on. Third or fourth time, Gary Bonzer, he'd had enough. He, we had these little desks, and they were on two or four railings, all hooked together, you know, little desks. And Frank and Fred Premmer and Gary Bonzer, are all big guys. They hardly get in and out of them little desks. And uh, so about the third time, Mr. Cameron's asking Fred to quit doing that. Bonds lays his book down. He gets, goes over, grabs little Fred by the neck, by the collar, drags him out. Fred's trying to get on his feet, and Bonds is taken off, and Fred's all flopping around. And they get out in the hallway, and Fred's howling so much that the superintendent in his office hears it, and he comes out. Now, boys, no boys, breaks it up. So after that, we go out on a football field to practice. And Fred. So Frank's going to talk to Bond about how he treated Fred.
0: Well, and Fred and Frank were pretty tough.
1: Back in those days, they were the tough kids. There was a there was a restaurant down on Third Avenue, right where you turn to go up a freeway ramp called the George House. And the Fairchild guys from Fairchild used to go down there on Friday night, Saturday night. And uh, there was some black kids and I one of them was a boxer, a pro boxer. And so the Fairchild kids, the black kids, and the tough kids from Valley Ford and the different rural schools or any school, thought they were tough enough. They joined this bunch, and they had, they got where they were using chains and beating each other up, and Fairchild ruled off their Service. Air Force kids from going down there. I mean, it, it got to be a riot in Spokane. So Fred and Frank, they're involved in it. They're pretty tough. So Fred's throwing these spit wads. We get out on the football field, and Frank's going to talk to Bonds about him dragging Fred out of that desk. So all of a sudden, they're at their Mits up in are circling there. You know, Frankie's circling Bonds and Bond just standing there, looking at him. In about the third circle, Bonds grabs him with his left hand, nails him with his right. Fred goes down. Frank goes down like a sack of sand, and blood-faced, broke his nose, and old Bonds. If you look at him today, he's got these great big hands, and he he rearranged Frank's nose.
0: What do you say we give another shot at talking about the tractor story crossing Hangman Creek?
1: Well, I dozed it out, and so I crossed Hangman Creek with a sack of grain. I'm going to see that skip I made. And so I get to, the, I'm standing on the seat, big wheel tractor, gets up on the other, up across the creek, up the bank, on the level where I, I hit the hand clutch, tried to shift it into the next gear, and it started rolling back. And I couldn't grind it into gear, so I thought, well, I'll just rub my tire up again, the wall of dirt that I dozed, and slow it down, but it caught the tread on the tire and flipped it over and crushed me. So my both, the ribs went through both lungs, and I'm bleeding out of every hole, and I get down in a creek, crossing a creek. I, well, I when I came to, I, I hear the water, so but I can't see nothing. And I I think my eyes must be popped out because my uncle had a dozer-bladed, crushed him, and his eyes popped out. So I feel uh, my eyes are okay. He just can't see none. So I, I started crossing. I, I can tell where, where I'm at because of the water come down, so I'm going against the water about halfway across. Well, I, I got underwater a couple times, so my lungs had already been punctured so I get water in the blood and the, I'm gurgling and I get across the creek and I walk a quarter of a mile and there's a guy dumping garbage illegally along the road so I walk up to him and I get four or five feet from him before he sees me and I, I'm a mess and it, it surprised him and so he he gets me in his truck, he hauls me back to the house, dumps me off, I sit on the porch he let, he takes off, and I sat there for an hour waiting for the folks to come home.
0: He dumped you at your house instead of taking you to the hospital. Yeah,
1: yeah, dummy I, I think that he didn't want to get in trouble because he's dumping the illegal, hmm. so the folks come home, they take me to the hospital. And they don't open me up. They figure it is he yeah, ain't going to make it. So I made it.
0: Didn't they bring in a priest or something when you were, wasn't that? Yeah, a, they
1: brought in a preacher. Okay. Yeah.
0: Give me anyway, you your last rites.
1: Anyway, <laughs> I make it. A couple, three days later, this nurse comes in and says, you haven't went to the bathroom. She says, well, first she said, she said, yeah, you haven't went to the bathroom. And then she's, are you one of the Owens twins from Valley Ford? She was a cheerleader at Fairfield. She said, I'm here to give you an enema. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, now it, sh- it should be noted that... uh Valley Ford and Fairfield were kind of bitter rivals back Very then. Very
1: bitter. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst part of the whole deal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Along that line, <laughs> Larry gets the mumps. No problem. He keeps doing his regular schedule. No problem. He gives them to me. And they said... Don't overdo things, so I just keep up my regular schedule. They go down on me. You know what that means?
0: Having the mumps go down on you? No. Uh, Please explain it to us.
1: Well, your testicles get as big as goose eggs. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, Gary Bonser's mom He comes down. Mom calls her and says, Lois, come down here and look at this. So she comes down. She whips the covers back and said, oh, my God, he'll never have kids. With that, I pop out three kids in four years when I get married, thinking it ain't going to happen.
0: Now, what was what was the treatment for that when they go down on you, the mumps goes down oh, oh. on you?
1: There's no treatment. There's just pain. And so the doctor said, put ice on him. So mom comes in with ice, puts it on my forehead. I said, no, mom, I don't think so. So she takes this bag of ice and lays on top of him. Oh, my. No, mom. <laughs> I, I know what supposed to do. So you put puts the put the ice bag under him. Oh, that felt much better. Well, he has be finding some energy. Some entertainment. In this. <laughs> it's easy to laugh now, but boy, back then it wasn't so funny. It's the no worst doubt. pain I've ever, is worse than rolling a tractor by 10 times.
0: To finish this conversation between Justin and his grandfather, Gary, check out episode three of Can't Stop Moving. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and download so you don't miss a single episode. You can find Can't Stop Moving podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Visit us at owensfarms.com and interact with us on Instagram at Modern Farmer USA.